0: Welcome to Taiwan Talk on ICRT. I'm Ryan Drilsma. Today I speak to Professor Jan Chen of the National Taiwan University's College of Public Health about the new normal or life after COVID 19. Professor Jan has advised the government on pandemic prevention and has some interesting insight into what a post COVID world might look like. How are you today?
1: I'm fine. Yeah.
0: Good. So, the first thing I wanted to ask you is about your vast amount of research on public health. Can you talk about the research you've undertaken on COVID nineteen in particular?
1: Yeah, from the beginning, uh, I have been involved in uh, tracking the development of pandemic in Taiwan in the in the world and in Taiwan in specific. We have been uh, doing a lot of research on non pharmaceutical interventions for. Uh, COVID-19s, which means mask wearing, social distancing, and uh, delay of this mass gathering, and um, prevention of uh, pandemic in Taiwan. And uh, I personally give a lot of personal ex- advice to our governments right from the beginning of the pandemic, especially for border control. That's very critical to the success of Taiwan's control pandemic.
0: Can you talk about some of the research papers that you've published?
1: Yeah, we uh, have a couple of papers. Uh, one is so-called Taiwan model of COVID control. Uh, we laid out in April 2020, uh, mentioning that why Taiwan learned the hard lessons from SARS. Then later on, you know, we are uh, arguing that uh, universal uh, mask wearing mm. would be a very right decision to do, even though in the beginning Taiwan are showed off masks and we're following the same advice from US CDC or WHO, say that only. Uh, personnel, medical personnel or people who are sick mm. need to wear masks but personally I have strong opinions on that time right in March I think universal uh, mask wearing would be important. I believe you've also written about digital tracing. We are one of the first c- country to do that by integrating travel history with our National Insurance Card, that mm. we can inform the physicians in clinics to uh, to the uh, medical centers that the patient you're seeing could have some travel history, that time could be a potential threat of carrying virus to the hospital or to the clinics. Uh, so this uh, makes uh, this uh, hospital infection control more easily you know because you are kind of fending off this uh, potential uh, carriers f- uh, from a very important uh, health care facilities
0: mm. um speaking of digital infrastructure a lot of other countries like the uk and in europe have uh, track-and-trace systems in place. Why do you think these places haven't been as
1: successful as Taiwan in containing the virus using these techniques? I see the techniques in some countries are there, especially in UK. They do have NHS systems and it would be very easy for them to, to invoke. But, you know, this is privacy versus uh, uh, public health control. It's uh, in a democratic society. We need to... Uh, uh, take a very fine lines of doing this but it's a measure of uh, you know decision at a very critical time that uh, you have to resort to a more extreme measures at that time but you cannot do it repeatedly you know once the pandemic has been slowed down you have to 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 respect the privacy but at taiwan that time when you don't have vaccines and you have a, a lot of unknowns i think uh, the government uh, made the right decisions and the society at that time respect this, so this kind of decision. But until now I think if we know more and more this um, uh, virus and we know how they are transmitted and the need for digital tracing should be uh, uh, balanced with this uh, privacy protections. Yeah.
0: Why do you think the Taiwanese public are or have been so accepting of these uh, digital tracking measures um, compared to people in other places do you think it's the experience with SARS that has led people to think oh I'm willing to give up some of my privacy so that I'm protected from this pandemic
1: I think so because uh, during the SARS pandemic in Taiwan that's uh, you know people are are moving from one hospital to another hospital with the SARS virus and uh, that killed physicians and nurses you know and the whole hospital has been shut down I think that scared people that physicians and nurses that are supposed to, to cure the patients and the hospital should be the place for recovery right now that's uh, that scales i think the hard lessons we learned back in 2003 is very important and i will believe a lot of country after this pandemic the hard lessons they are learning now will be uh, very uh, useful and very fruitful for future preventions and uh, let us to be more resilient and to future pandemic. Okay, um, let's move on to our main
0: topic of conversation for today, which is the new normal. Now, we've all been wearing masks on public transport and in crowded places for over a year now. Everybody's frequently sanitizing their hands. Do you think these things will become normal fixtures in everyday life? Will we ever stop wearing masks on public transport in Taiwan?
1: Yeah, for post-COVID-19 uh, new normal society, that. It's a process. So it's not a switch on and off. You will see a process of moving to a new status of uh, daily life. What will this new daily life look like? If we are a mixtures in the public, the best way is still wearing mask until until the herd immunity appears. That means our protections are the risks. And people talk about in a society from 70 to 80% of population has been vaccinated. At that time, we don't need social distancing and we don't need this uh, mask wearing. But to what extent? Because people's behavior has been changed.
0: Do you think people will become reluctant to join large social gatherings like... um Arts and sports events, or go to movie theaters once the pandemic subsides.
1: We'll have second thought. <laughs> they will take uh, their own risk into considerations, and they, it also depends what the trust they have and this uh, government's measures. So you know the trust and the transparency that uh, the government need to provide. Do you think people
0: will take more care of their personal health when they're outside and attending such events like these, for example, sanitizing their hands or maybe wearing masks regardless of whether the pandemic is over or not?
1: Yeah, as I mentioned, the universal uh, mask wearing, you know, I use these examples of uh, priority that Taiwan influenced the whole world in every household in Taiwan before pandemic, Mm. we have some stocks of masks already. So this kind of thing will influence the whole world. Do you think everyone
0: will continue to wear masks even after the pandemic?
1: Every household after the pandemic, they will have probably one pack of masks ready for use. You know, on the normal uh, daily life uh, days, you know, in Taiwan, in transportations, you see people wearing masks. Mm. So still, we will have a, a proportion of uh, uh, population will continue to wear masks in public transit. This is kind of new normal we'll see. And uh, I can see more acceptance of uh, wearing masks in many Western uh, country, which culturally are very resistant to that. But at least in the future, they will Be more acceptable for people who are wearing masks in Mm. (laughs) airplanes, in subways.
0: While you've mentioned airplanes, I want to go back to something you talked about before, which is global travel. Now you said, after travel bubbles are established, these will become travel webs. Once more and more countries achieve herd immunity, do you ever think travel, global travel, will resume? How it was before the pandemic? Um, will there be more checks at airports or anything like that?
1: well yeah, you know, everybody is uh, looking at the uh, United States. <laughs> Think about nine one mm. one. The change all the security check in all the airports and in the United States there will be a lot of travels and there will be a guideline come out. Do you need a immunity certificate or passports to book your ticket <laughs> or pass the security? We'll see. Then after your entry, you know, do you need quarantine or not, and where should be quarantined? That will be uh, another thing that will affect the travels.
0: My final question is not necessarily about public health, but more of your opinion on social behaviours. People have now gotten used to hosting events, meetings, working from home, online. Do you think this is just going to be a temporary shift in people's behaviour, or do you think even after the pandemic this will change the way we live and work for a long time?
1: Yeah. You know, in the past, it's no matter what the business you are, academic, you know, industries, or service industries, you know, there's uh, always this kind of symposiums, and a big gathering of event, show, all this will get people together in person, right? It's kind of a big trend. But after this, it will be changed. For certain uh, conferences, uh, we will see more and more the online or hybrid. Since that will be very good in the future, especially for low-income countries. This have been a painful for academics from less-developed country to attend high-price conference in developed countries. And we will accommodate this to reach the point of uh, knowledge sharing and experience sharing, all these kind of things.
0: What about other kinds of events like religious ceremonies?
1: For some kind of events, you can never replace it, right? Mm. That's uh, more like uh, religions, cultures, you know, that's uh, uh, have a thousand years uh, traditions that's hard to change. But the scale, the format can be changed. And we are seeing that And business troubles will be largely changed, right? Because after this one and two years uh, experience, a lot of companies find out you don't need to spend so much traveling in uh, to to get the same uh, economic resu- result you want. So uh, that will be affects our hospital, you know, hospitality industry.
0: Just one final question, is there a possibility of another pandemic like COVID-19 happening
1: in the near future? Well, the answer is yes, yeah, definitely, yeah. There's still a lot of uh, unknown uh, uh, sources of our known virus, bacteria, or emerging uh, uh, new versions of virus coming out. That's, uh, it's a matter of time. and. Uh, we have to be always ready for that.
0: Thank you, Professor, for joining us on Taiwan Talk today. Yeah,
1: thank you very much.
0: Hi, I'm Ryan Drilsma. And I'm Trevor Tortomasi. And we're the co-hosts of Taiwan Talk. You can catch our show on ICRT every Monday during the 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. newscasts. Or you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, SoundOn, or wherever you might usually find podcasts. New episodes are uploaded every Monday night. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next week with a new guest.